This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome to the best show on your radio. Thanks for joining us in Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. I wish you kids had seen a look on Aaron Dolan's face. ESPN sports betting analyst. When she heard one of our callers say about Brock Purdy having all those yards being thrown as a bold prediction for Sunday when the San Francisco 49ers uh, taking on the Detroit Lions, she was like, mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that is an interesting take. I mean, potentially, though, I mean, who knows? He's up and down, Brock Purdy, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. Aaron K. Dolan, great follow on Twitter, ESPN Sports betting analyst, joining us in studio like she does each and every week here on Freddie and Harry. Let's start. How have these lines moved involving Championship Sunday as we get ready for that? So right now in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens are laying four points. That total is at 44.5. It's continuing to move in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. But as, it, but as soon as it hit four, it hasn't come back down whatsoever. And then for the Lions 49ers game, it's quite interesting. As I sit here, it just actually flipped from minus 7.5 on ESPN bet to minus 7 okay. for the 49ers. So I guess people started betting as soon as that hook went to 7.5 this morning. And then that total is at 51.5. So they've been moving around a little bit, uh, more so again in favor of the Ravens as well as in favor of the 49ers but now moving slightly back to the Detroit Lions' favor. And then most notably for the total, uh, it opened 46.5 for the AFC Championship game and came down to 44.5. So for the Chiefs and the Ravens, how would you play the spread with the line moving in favor of Baltimore? So for this one in particular, I like the Chiefs with the points. I don't know any other way to play it because I think Mm -hmm. this does come down to experience to some extent. Yes, for the Baltimore Ravens, are they better on offense, better on defense? We can go into every single solitary matchup. But at the end of the day, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, a guy who's played 16 career playoff games, 38 touchdowns to seven interceptions, whereas Lamar Jackson, he's only played in five playoff games, five touchdowns to five interceptions. Yes, he's having an MVP caliber season. Understood. I get that all. But at the same time, to give the Chiefs four points and see what they've been doing the last couple of games and – some people would like to argue, well, you know, the Ravens had an easy week last week against the Texans, and they had bye before that, and mm. they were rested week 18. They're going to come in ready to go. I don't always believe in that sort of thinking just because the Chiefs have been tested and they keep rising to the occasion, and they're right. peaking at the right time. Like, throughout yeah. the regular season and all that jazz, I just think with that low total, there's no way you can't take the four points with the Chiefs. Real quick, is he the one player, Patrick Mahomes in the NFL, that affects betting lines that much because of what we've seen him do in the playoffs and in the regular season? Um, well, it's not affecting this line in particular because it's moving in favor of the Ravens. I would say, like, with Mark Andrews coming back in, Marlon Humphrey, that's the reason why. And plus, okay. the Chiefs are a little bit banged up. Totally understand that. Um, but he's actually been an underdog recently, and he's really good as a dog in his career, especially a road dog, 9-0-1 against the spread. This guy is a dog. You don't bet he's against him. He's just a him. dog. He's just a dog. You just don't <laughs> bet against him. And it, it's, it's, yeah, I have to take the points with the Chiefs in this one, just based on experience and what I've been seeing. It feels more like a gut play than anything because I think a lot of people just like to go off what they just saw. Well, the Ravens blew them out and the Chiefs had to play a tough game. Yeah, that's great, but Patrick Mahomes is no joke. <laughs> Especially in the playoffs. It's their sixth straight AFC championship game. That's not by coincidence. And y'all say he's a dog. And I don't care if it's dog. Tommy Dog, Doggy Dog, <laughs> Snoop Dog, any dog. Patrick Mahomes is a dog. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got that dog in him, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Dolan, as Harry Douglas is howling out favor here, ESPN Sports betting analyst in studio, Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, hit on Twitter at Aaron Kate Dolan. What other player props do you like 
in that AFC Championship game involving the Ravens and the, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I should have mentioned it as well. I am looking at the Chiefs, their total points, 19.5. I'd go over it because I do think they have a shot at winning this game, and I do like the points. So over 19.5 total points, even though the Ravens have been really good at limiting opponents. Um, Isaiah Pacheco over 13 and a half rushing attempts. He hit over this mark in six of seven games, only failing to do so in that span against the Raiders, which Mahomes threw the ball 44 times in yeah. that game. That yeah. was a way to exploit that defense. Yeah. They, they won't do that again. No, and Pacheco had 15 carries last week. The week before that, 24 carries against Miami. They've really been leaning on him, and I know the Ravens I mean they're great at stopping the run, understood, which is why I'm not looking at rushing yards and instead looking at rushing attempts because I do think at times they're really going to have to lean on him. So Pacheco over 13 and a half rushing attempts, and then just as a bonus – Baltimore team total rushing attempts. How many times everybody combined mm-hmm. rushing attempts over 30 and a half? I think they're going to run the ball nonstop. I, I think, think we're going to see Lamar Jackson running around like crazy. Oh. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. Good. Is why, that right? Why, why are you giving her that? Oh. Yeah, oh. Why, are you, why are you surprised Why are you giving that? her that? Oh. That just, oh. Made, that just made me think of something last week when you was talking about my Louisville alum. Oh, boy. Lamar Jackson. Go ahead. Man, it was great to see him have that goose egg in the interception column. <laughs> Boy, Lamar, uh, come you throw the ball. It's hard to throw it. It's hard to throw it. <laughs> wow. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Ooh. Now, let's, let's go on to this NFC Championship game. We got the Detroit Lions, in which I'm very excited. They're, they're even able to make this game versus the 49ers. How would you play the spread or the total in that matchup? This one has just been stumping me nonstop because we got to figure out what's going to go on with Debo Samuel. So when Samuel's in and playing 25 or more snaps, the team's 12 and one straight up, nine and five against the spread. When he's not in, they're one and four straight up, 0 oh and five against the spread. Right. This is a guy who will quite literally impact the spread to a major extent. And also, Brock Purdy's much better with him on the field than without. That goes without saying, obviously. But this is a type of guy. If he's not going to be playing, and we're not sure if he is or is not playing, mm-hmm. that's going to make an effect in the player prop market as well. It's hard for me to give you any props for the 49ers when I'm not sure you know if he's going to be playing and to what extent is he going to be playing so um the 49ers though they're 0-6 against the spread in their last six home games as well so they haven't been covering the number they didn't look great last week maybe they jump out on the Detroit Lions but my gut's telling me to lay it with the 49ers but at the same time I mean the Lions have been a dog as well so it's been a little bit uh conflicting for me um but if i was going to make a play i'd look at the 49ers team total under 30 and a half points i think it's just way too many points for this 49ers squad just given that you know it is a playoff game i think the lions will try to slow things down and slow things down on purpose to make sure that they don't get too much of a lead because you don't want to be playing from behind right but a lot of the narrative is also coming down to jared goff on the road compared to when he's you know playing at home naturally But San Fran's got some nice weather, so yes. he might be okay. Yeah, 74 degrees in sunshine. That game kicks off at 6.30 Eastern time, 3.30 on the West Coast. Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports betting analyst in studio, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. What other player props, not named Debo Samuel, are you looking at the <laughs> NFC Championship game? Well, I think for betting into these props, like I just mentioned, just difficult because the Debo Samuel, everything that's going on with that. But I think, you know, Purdy going over his passing yards prop is probably one way to exploit that line secondary that's just been so bad. Uh If he's throwing it a ton, maybe look at the interception props for him as well. Maybe look at George Kittle um, and some of his receiving yards. There's different ways you can play it and try to get a good number now. But I think if Debo comes in or ends up being ruled in, I should say, and I expect him likely to be able to do that, then... I think some of these lines will come down. So it's all about playing the number at the right time. I just don't think it's the best time in the week to be doing that. Sure. Um, of course, on the Lions side, you've been thinking the same thing. But I, I'm really torn between like a 49ers blowout, but keep it under their team total 30 and a half, or the Lions somehow hang in there and it's a lower scoring affair. 
with football winding down, that means basketball, the NBA is ramping up. Any <laughs> yeah. NBA you like tonight? So I'm looking at Giannis to go over 12 and a half rebounds against the Cleveland Cavaliers. These teams just played. He had 18 rebounds on Wednesday against them. It's not just that. It's the fact that everything that's going on with their head coach, we're still not sure if Doc Rivers is even coaching tonight. All this drama that's going on surrounding that team right now, I just feel like with Giannis having to be a leader and step up, this is one of those games he'll be able to do that. I also don't think it's going to be a blowout-style game, which always affects the player props because they won't play a certain amount of time in maybe the third or fourth quarter, things like that. But I expect Giannis to play this whole game be there with the minutes and really be crashed against the board and hit over 12 and a half rebounds. Now, Aaron, all of our teams, we like to ask people about their teams. I talked to Freddie about uh-huh. the Dallas Cowboys and how mm-hmm. since January 1996, when I was a, just a little boy, they haven't been to an little NFC boy. championship I wasn't game alive, then. so. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to my world, Harry Douglas. Finally. The chicken has come home to roost. Finally. Uh, but I got I to gotta ask you, Nick Sariani is coming back for the Philadelphia Eagles. How do you feel about it? Are you, are you, are you feeling good or are you down on it? Oh, man, it's January 26th. Um, maybe ask me like three games into next season. I mean, I'm not shocked he's back, but like, am I happy with what went on? Absolutely not. I mean, 10 and 1 to then 1 and 6, like, just there's clearly something that's off there. I typically like to just, you know, clear house. Why not? Like, just come in with someone new. I just don't know if maybe he's as respected as, you know, he thinks he is, maybe. You know, you to have a season turn around that way, like, okay. that's impressively bad. Right. Yeah. Like, that mm-hmm. is not like you went even, like, impressively bad. Okay. Right, Something right. seems off. And we've been talking about Jalen Hurts kind of all season. Like, is he injured or is he not listening oh, to the offensive injured. coordinator? Yeah, like, he, what's going on? And, like, it just felt like all of the above. it all kind of went to shambles. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, at least you have Joel Embiid in Philadelphia 76ers to make Oh, him. just putting up 70 points. Oh, absolutely. Doing his thing. Going to be the yeah. MVP again at that rate. They played That'd Nicole That'd be great Yoke until the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? what? Another dog. Yeah. Tommy <laughs> dog. Yeah, D-A-W-G dog. When Doggy dog. Yeah, no doubt seriously. about that. Always great to see you, Aaron. Thank you so much. Enjoy Championship Sunday, too. Aaron K. Dolan on Twitter. Great follow on Twitter. Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Ounce. Always great to have her each and every week here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Don't forget about NBA action tomorrow night. We mentioned how Philadelphia 76 is led by Joel Embiid. They will take on the Denver Nuggets led by Nikola Jokic. Part two of that rivalry that right now is the best rivalry in the NBA. It's presented by Indeed. Catch the coverage beginning at 5 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The battle for the NFC is the Lions visit the Niners. The Bay Area and the faithful in general, we want this game bad. To play at home in the NFC Championship, it's going to be sweet. There's St. Brown. Head of steam. Touchdown, Detroit. Wow. There's going to be things that are going to happen in this game. It's going to look like it's out of control, and it's not going to go well for us. And as long as we just play the next play, it'll turn. That's what we've done all year. We'll see if they can do it for at least one more Sunday and do something they've never done before, win an NFC championship and have the Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I always appreciate you joining us and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Nobody thought we'd see a championship game in the NFC in which both quarterbacks would be a guy who was the last pick in the draft last year and a guy that many people wanted after he was traded by the Los Angeles Rams, if he was ever going to be a viable starting quarterback or at least a viable quarterback being an effective one ever again. But here we are with Purdy, Brock Purdy on the other side for San Francisco, taking on Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. I'll throw this question at you, Harry Douglas, and I'll put it out there as well. Triple H, say ESPN, 888 729 
going into this game with what they've dealt with and gone through, which quarterback do you have more confidence in, Purdy in San Francisco or Goff in Detroit? For me, it's Jared Goff, right? And you look at two of the games that he's played already in the playoffs. The first one against the Los Angeles Rams was able to be 22 of 27, uh, 277 yards and one touchdown, completed 81.5% of his passes. And then in the divisional round versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, he was able to throw for 287 and two touchdowns and complete 69.8% of his passes. But at the same time, you look in the interception column, and mm-hmm. both of those games there was a goose egg, zero. Yeah. And, Freddie, I would also mention we're talking about a guy that's a veteran in the National Football League, a former number one overall draft pick Mm -hmm. in 2018, was able to help get the Los Angeles Rams to a Super Bowl. He's been there and done it before. He's been in this game previously. Um, Brock Purdy's been in this game, but he got knocked out of it last year versus the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm banking my money on who I'm trusting more so in this matchup at the quarterback position. It's going to be uh, Jared Goff for the Detroit Lions. Well, we know who else has a lot of trust in him and Jared Goff, not just the whole team, but his wide receiver, and for my money, maybe Detroit's best player when it comes to Mara St. Brown. After the game was over, during this week, the Lions wide receiver said, we keep doing us. We've been the underdog for a long time. Well, since I've been here, we've been the underdog for a lot. We're in a, definitely in a smaller market compared to some other teams, but we really just started winning you know, towards the, the back half of last year, going into this year. I think the more you win, the more people pay attention, the more primetime games you get, the more people watch you play. That all adds up. Um, I think, you know, winning cures everything. So if we can keep winning, people will start to realize, you know, the type of talent you have. And also realize what kind of blue hair he's going to have during Super Bowl week if the Detroit Lions find a way to beat San Francisco on Sunday and get to the Super Bowl for the first time ever. I'm going to tell you why I have more confidence in Purdy, Brock Purdy, than Jared Goff. Everything you said is spot on with the experience, being there. He's been in the Super Bowl. He's won an NFC championship when he was the Los Angeles Rams. All those things are completely, completely on point. But the reason I have a little bit more confidence in Brock Purdy than Jared Goff is because I believe more in that offense than what Jared Goff has in Detroit. And that offense is really good. With that offensive line, the way they can run the football with Montgomery and also with Jameer Gibbs, that's a wonderful changer that they have. But I think this is going to be Kyle Shanahan's, I don't want to say coming out party as a play caller, but I think he's going to really, really dial it up against a defense that can get after the quarterback. But you can have success running the football on them. You can push the ball down the field, even though we don't know a game-time decision is going to be when it comes to Debo Samuel. I think this is going to be a coming out party. And because of that, that's why I'm going to have a little bit more trust in Brock Purdy. He is not going to allow Brock Purdy to put his team in a position where they have to push that boulder uphill or put your defense on a short field. I think he learned, both of these guys, Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy last week, from how, okay, what do we do best and what does he do best? I thought they got away from that in the first half. Once they got back to it a little bit in the second half, you started to see Purdy be the Brock Purdy we saw at times in the regular season. I'm going to put my trust meter on that side, more so because of Kyle Shanahan calling the plays and maybe not so much in terms of fully the trust meter when it comes to Brock Purdy. Now, you know when I start talking like this, I mean some business, Freddie. Yes, you do. You're about Uh, to stand on business. Look out, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I would like to present (laughs) something else to all of you. Oh, boy. Freddie, if that game is on the line, whether it's for the Detroit Lions Mm -hmm. or whether it's for the San Francisco 49ers, um, where are you putting your money at? Are you putting it on Jared Goff or are you putting your money on Brock Purdy? I'm going to put it on Brock Purdy because of Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to put it on him. I'll put my money right there. See, I, I, I beg to differ. Because that's, that's okay. 
it, it you don't have to beg the difference, it, just different. It, <laughs> it, it, it was a time in these playoffs, right, when it was second and nine, and everyone thought the Detroit Lions were going to run the football. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? They believed in their two best players offensively, mm-hmm. which is Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown. Sure. And they threw the ball for a first down. Okay. It's those moments when you get down in this in the red zone and it's fourth down, and mm-hmm. you're Dan Campbell. You don't blink an eye because mm-hmm. you believe in your guy, Jared Goff, Jared Goff, through and through, one thousand percent. Right. It's those type of moments for me yeah. that also make me lean towards Jared Goff more so than it is Brock Purdy. Okay. I wonder how much relief he'll have going against that defense. Now going up against the Rams defense or the Rams secondary, that 49ers defense with those linebackers infinitely better. Then that Rams defense, that Rams front four, their linebackers, yeah, I know they're shaking the back end, but their front five, front six, front seven, pretty damn good when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. I can have confidence, too, if I don't have that kind of worry. But you're going to have to have that in your mind if you're Ben Johnson. You may want to put the ball in Jared Goff's hands. Green Bay did that last week in the second half with Jordan Love. And how did that end? Dre Greenlaw had not one but two interceptions. It's a lot easier when you're going up against the Rams defense compared to those bloodthirsty pirates on the road, by the way. Now, this game was in Detroit. I'm with you. There's no way I'm doing that. But in San Francisco, with that crowd wanting blood, Jared Goff's blood that used to get two times a year when he played with Los Angeles Rams, that's why I'll slide a little bit over that confidence meter when it comes to Brock Purdy over Jared Goff. Bill in Illinois, 888-729-3776. He wants to weigh in on this conversation. The Freddie Harry call on line in ESPN Radio. Billy Bill, what you got, my friend? Uh, I'm going to go off of what a, a caller said earlier. Yeah, Brock Purdy may have a blowout, you know, 450 yards or whatever he said. But one thing he forgot to say, Detroit will win. Golf will put him to shame. I love the fact that people have that much faith more in Jared Goff than ever before. And I'm here for that because he was literally listed as a castaway by the Los Angeles Rams. They couldn't wait to move on from him and bring in Matthew Stafford. His ability to bounce back from that and right now be the king of Detroit, what he's been able to do, I love those kind of stories. That's why I don't care who wins. Whoever wins is a wonderful comeback story. Brock Purdy for being the last pick in the draft and doing this and what Jared Goff had to go through to get to this level to be the king of Detroit and maybe get him back to a Super Bowl again. Judge, may I have one last thing, Judge, please? Of course you can. If you don't mind. Um, <laughs> what's, all this, what's all this begging and pleading and asking? Who are Jer- you? What have you Jer- done with Harry Douglas IV? <laughs> Jared Goff, he went to Cal. Uh-huh. He's going home. Going home, he's going home, going home, he's going home, going home. You just want an excuse to say That's all that was. That's all you wanted to do. <laughs> Steven in Alabama, my friend, what you got to say? What's going on, fellas? What's going on, brother? What's up, buddy? Y'all doing all right today? Yes, we are. Yes, sir. I want to start by saying I cannot wait till 2 o'clock every afternoon to listen to y'all's show. By far, to me, the best sports on radio, on the radio. Get that out of the way. Thank you. Second that of means all, a lot. I have more confidence, I think, in the 49ers as well, just because he's got more weapons. So, my Purdy, I mean, he's got more weapons. The defense is there. Now, that being said, I'm actually pulling for the Lions just because of been forever since they've been relevant. And it's like you, like the Harry said, it'd be cool for Jared Goff to go home to his, his, home, his home state and maybe uh, give the Rams say, why did you get rid of me? Steven, let me ask you a question really quick. Don't go anywhere. Is he still there? He's not there. Well, I'll ask you then, Freddie. 
Uh, no, he's still there. He's still there. He, he's still there. He's still there. Steven, let me ask you a question. Would I be a hypocrite if I say I believe more in Jerry Goff, but I'm picking the San Francisco 49ers to win this game? Would I be a hypocrite by doing that? I don't think you're being a hypocrite. I think okay. you realize if you look, you, you might not have more faith in uh, Jerry Goff, but you have more faith in the 49ers team as a whole is the way I see that. Okay. See? All right. Because that, that's how I feel, though. Like, I feel like I have more yeah. faith in yeah. the 49ers team as a whole. Okay. But at the quarterback position, I have more faith in Jared Goff. I just wonder, who are you well, when maybe. it comes to Harry Douglas? In the last 15 minutes, you've gone from being this pugnacious, loquacious human being that I've grown to know and love for more the, than a minute. The name I'm, is Sunflower, Freddie. Just go. <laughs> just go. <laughs> Wait, he's pugnacious and loquacious? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google Martin and Sunflower, and you know exactly what we're talking about. Go, Gina, go. I've hurt people. Get that stepping as far as that goes. We're going to give you a couple of things about the NFC Championship game. Number one, the 49ers or Lions will win if, and number two, underrated X factors that will determine who wins or who loses. He's Mr. Pugnacious, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. It's Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We'll let you know a couple of things about the NFC Championship game. One, an underrated X factor. Two, the Lions will win if. The 49ers will win if. We'll get to that. At the Dez in Minneapolis, Minnesota, that I Minnesota, excuse me. He's got something to say at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Dez, what you got, my friend? 
credit here. Give me one more chance. How you doing, man? <laughs> What's up, Des? <laughs> you know it's Love Friday. That's man, right. Listening to my Love boy. Friday. I listen to my boy, Jamie Foxx in the left ear, Freddie Harry in my right ear. <laughs> I don't know how I do it. <laughs> I'm like, man. I'm like, man. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold, on, hold on a second. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I think we found what he's listening to. <laughs> that unpredictable, man. So I'm like, I have an unpredictable take on L-O-V-E Friday. So I'm like, the team of these two games, whoever performed the best defensively, okay. I feel like they're going to take it all the way. Okay. Because from what I've seen in the past, and I ain't talking about Jerry Jones, no <laughs> Cowboys, but <laughs> everybody okay. else, everybody else who's – what was that? Remember that year the Packers won? They, they had a bad record, but they went through the playoffs going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remi- like remind me. Thanks, Des. Thanks for reminding me of bad stuff, Des. Oh, no. Sorry, oh, no. I ain't talking about when the when – the, uh, the Hawks beat my Vikings, and I, I, I cried at school that next day. Harry Douglas fought. We missed that field goal. I, that thing worse than the Eagles taking us out a couple years ago. Man. <laughs> That's tremendous. He gave us a song, a dance. He did his thing when it comes to Dez in Minnesota. I love what he said about the defense. Well, I and hate what he said defense. about the Green Bay Packers. Well, that was I, back in 2010. But, now that's... Yeah, but then he brought up what happened to his Vikings. Okay, he did. So how young Dez is. He said he cried at school the next day. I don't think he was talking about college. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I don't think he was talking about college at all as far as that goes. But I like that X factor he kind of brought up. What's the X factor for you, NFC Championship game? Uh, I will say this. When it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, um, I'm looking at Kyle Juszczyk. I think he's a guy that can really, really, really make some big plays in this game. And I'm expecting two or three of them for, from him. Right. Uh, that game versus the Green Bay Packers, he actually had a, a, a rail route that he ran down the sidelines. And Brock Purdy was hesitant because he almost threw an interception early in the game. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, you know, make that throw down the field. What's the rail route for been those who don't know? For those so a tight end, tight end is going to start to the left or the right of the formation. You're going to go down the line of scrimmage like you're running a shallow route, and then you're going to turn it up the sidelines on a rail route. Okay. Uh, and normally it's the same one that um, Luke Musgrave caught for the Green Bay Packers versus Dallas. That Thanks, same play the right way. there. Thanks for yep. reminding me. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, he was wide open, Kyle Juszczyk, on one of those versus Green Bay. But, right. you know. Quarterback didn't throw it. Yeah, well, I don't think he'll make that same mistake again, but I'll give you an X factor, and I'm going to go back to October. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, line safety. He has never met a situation that he did not want to be mouth almighty, tongue everlasting. Asked Baker Mayfield before they played each other last week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. He had a message to my X factor when it comes to Sunday, and this happened way back in October. Another thing, bro, Listen, don't be friendly when you see me. Cause you be so flashy. You better hope, well, you better hope all that talking you be doing when we see y'all what whatever round it may be, because I can guard you. You can't run routes. You're a running back. You're a running back. And I ain't gonna sit here and play with you, little boy. Just cause you got a little bag, people gave you a little clout, man. You ain't nothing, bro. Stop playing. That was back in October on Instagram Live when CJ Gardner Johnson shot his shot to say when we see y'all in the playoffs, whatever round that is, don't run away from me. Don't hide from me because I'm not running away. I'm not hiding from you. That was a message back then to Debo Samuel. To me, that's an X factor. What Debo Samuel are we going to see? Because he's going to be out there. He's 50-50 to shoulder injury. 
But how effective is he going to be? Because if C.J. Gardner-Johnson looks over there and figures out that he's not going to be the Debo Samuel that we're used to seeing, then how did the 49ers overcome that? They were able to do it last week. Jawan Jennings was terrific, stepping in for Debo Samuel, four catches and 61 yards. But that guy gives them their attitude. That guy gives them their fortitude. If he's not there being that juice guy like we've seen and he can't produce, then you thought C.J. Gardner-Johnson was running his mouth in October. He's really going to be mouth almighty, tongue everlasting on Sunday afternoon. The Debo's not going to be there. Can, can I get you to play that a clip again from C.J. Gardner-Johnson? And then I'm going to translate it for our listeners. Okay, asking you shall receive here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Another thing, bro, listen, don't be friendly when you see me. Cause you be so flashy. You better hope, well, you better hope all that talking you be doing when we see y'all, whatever round it may be, cause I can guard you. You can't run routes. You're a running back. You're a running back. I ain't gonna sit here and play with you, little boy. Just cause you got a little bag, people gave you a little clout, man. You ain't nothing, bro. Stop playing. Now, let me translate this part. In this the black community, this this what this means. Yeah. Uh, when someone calls you little boy, they really want to say little ass boy. And on mm-hmm. the opposite side of that, that means when I see you, that means it's all business. It's no games being played. It's physicality from that point on. I'm trying to hurt or destroy you. You are trying to hurt and destroy me. When he hit him with the little boy, oh, that that that's all I needed to hear right there. It's going to be on and popping between these two guys. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson, you love him if he's on your team. You hate him if he isn't. But I love some of the tactics that he used, mm-hmm. right? He, he, he got in Baker Mayfield's head a little bit, you know, got Baker talking back at him. Mike Evans drops a ball, intercepts it. C.J. Gardner-Johnson does. Tosses the ball up to Baker Mayfield. Hilarious to me. I love yeah. the antics. There's nothing wrong with being, you know, a showman in the show business. Yeah, I'm if you see o- yeah. Garner Johnson. I- I'm okay with you being a showman, but if the show gets, catches your behind, then I don't want to hear it. I don't want you I don't want you running away and not saying anything if you don't perform well in the show. You perform well, you kick behind and take names, you can run your mouth and it doesn't bother me. CJ Gardner Johnson, guys like that never bother me. Until they don't produce, then they got nothing to say. At that point, then I'm Nino Brown from New Jack City Uh-oh. with letting the dogs off the chain and walk around the table. Don't nobody got nothing to say? Nothing? The Dunner man? No. If you're going to be that guy running your mouth, I'm okay with it. If you have that kind of confidence in your, build, in your ability, you're going to call out a guy that's been an all-pro more than you have? All right. I'm good with it. But if you don't produce on Sunday, if Debo Samuel plays and treats you like a little boy, if he treats you like that, <laughs> then your little boy behind – Better not run away from running your mouth in. Don't hide in the trainer's room. Don't hide in the locker room. Don't try to sneak on the team bus and go back to the airport. If you're going to talk that talk as a T-A-W-K, then you better walk that walk as a W-A-W-K if you're not able to handle your business and if your business gets handled by Debo Samuel against you. Now, Freddie, here's the funny thing. So back when I was playing, right, we were able to cut block. Uh-huh. Right, so when DBs went to talking crazy to me on the football field, you know I jaw back, and then when they came downhill to run me over, chop ass <laughs> overhead, feet all up in the air. <laughs> they rolling, they rolling all over the place. Right, that's that's how I settled it. Uh-huh. They get fined now. You can't do it yeah, no more. No, you but you can't. Yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah. come downhill. Yeah. I remember Dante. I think it's Dante Whitner for San Fran uh-huh. talking noise to me. Came downhill fast and tried to run me over. Right, uh, cut block. Uh huh. 
feet all up in the air, ass overhead. <laughs> the feet were where the head used to be and the head where oh, the feet yeah. used to be? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was mad, too. I, 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 gee, I wonder why. We're going to solve this. Yeah, well, it's going to get solved one way or another. Debo yep. Samuel's out there, injured shoulder or not. As of right now, he's 50-50. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. The 49ers will win if what? If they're able to stop the run of the Detroit Lions. If they're not able to stop the run like they were unable to do against the Green Bay Packers and Green Bay made enough mistakes for them to still be able to win, I don't think that's going to be the case when it comes to the Detroit Lions. They have two phenomenal running backs in David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, who's a chess piece, who's a wild card that can hit the home run at any given time in the pass game and the run game. But if they can't stop the perimeter runs, unlike they were able to do against Green Bay, they'll be going home. The 49ers will win this ball game if Christian McCaffrey has at least 150 yards from scrimmage. If he has anywhere above that number, that means he's hitting you with the run and he's hitting you in the passing game. If he's able to do something like that, get at least 150 yards, scrimmage run, scrimmage yards available, that's how the 49ers will win the game. On the other side, how will the Lions win? The Lions will win if what? The Lions will win, number one, if they control the line of scrimmage. It's the same thing with them. Right, if they're balanced on offense, if they're able to rush the football effectively, because we know when this football team is running the ball, everything that they want in the pass game comes off of it. Mm-hmm. Amon Ross St. Brown has been phenomenal in his third season. Sam Laporta as a rookie tight end, sure. he showed that he can step up and make plays. But also, I would throw it on the defensive side as well. They're secondary. Yeah. You can't be giving up 350 yards plus to Brock Purdy. I think you're going to win this game. Yeah, no doubt about that. The Lions will win this ball game if they keep the San Francisco 49ers under 100 yards rushing. If they're able to do that, that means Brock Purdy is going to have to face a lot of second and third and longs. And you know what that means? Aiden Hutchinson gets busy for the Detroit Lions. That guy can get after the quarterback, and even if he's not getting there, Aaron Glenn has shown he can dial up that slot corner blitz where the guy's covering it's a slot defensive back and covering the slot wide receiver. He had a lot of success with that early on against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he brought a couple of slot corner blitzes and got a sack against Baker Mayfield. If they're in a lot of second and third and longs and you're worried about Aiden Hutchinson, Aaron Glenn has shown he can find a guy as a free rusher and get to your quarterback. Or if it's a run, that guy's a free rusher that can get to that running game and stop it before they can get up the field. If they can keep the San Francisco 49ers under 100 yards rushing as a football team, that's going to go a long way for the Detroit Lions winning this ball game on Sunday in the NFC Championship game. Robin in Maryland's got something to say about this game regarding one of the quarterbacks at 888-729-3776. Big Rob, what you got on Freddie and Harry? I think the 49ers on paper, they should win this game. But, you know, the Lions, the Lions got half the country, at least half the country pulling for them. That should be motivation for them guys. I know I'm pulling for the Lions because they ain't never been there. One other thing I like to say about the Mount Rushmore of coaches, y'all mm. left off Joe Gibbs. Mm. I didn't hear anybody say Joe Gibbs' name. Three different quarterbacks, three Super Bowl wins. I mean, that, that, yeah. guy, that guy was a great coach. He's a great owner of NASCAR. He wins championships there. Yeah, Joe Gibbs is one of the – in my 19-plus year career working here at ESPN Radio, Harry, Joe Gibbs is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. He is a quality, quality human being. And believe me, as much as his Washington teams torture my Dallas Cowboys teams in the 80s and 90s, I should have been morally opposed to having a conversation with him. But he's such a great human being. And, Robert, I'm glad you mentioned that because he should not be left on off that list because only Chuck Knoll and Bill Belichick have more Super Bowl championships than Joe Gibbs with three and Bill Walsh with three. 
Ooh, I mean, I'm not taking Bill Walsh off. No, I'm not taking Bill Walsh off. And, but but and Joe, you can make a case of Joe Gibbs that he should get more consideration. Sure. So would you take Lombardi off? No, my, my Mount Rushmore, if you have to give me four coaches, mm-hmm. it's Lombardi, it's Belichick. Those are the two. There, there's not even an argument for that. Chuck Knoll yep. and Bill Walsh. Those are the four to me. Because, and, and I'm the oldest one in this room, so I've seen all of them. <laughs> With the exception of Vince Lombardi, when he was doing his thing, I was born in 1965. The Green Bay Packers were title town. But the others, I've seen them at the height of their powers, winning Super Bowl championships. But you made the point. They've named the trophy after him. Yeah. He, he was the first, first coach celebrity that you thought about him as well as the team. So he's definitely going to be on there. But those are my four. How about you? No, I mean, and I didn't purposely leave Joe, leave Joe Gibbs off. I, I mean, I had him in my mind, but I'm just saying, like, those are my four as well. Though. Yeah, okay. And I think if Andy Reid gets four, then somebody's going to have to come off at that point. That always happens. He's got to get to three first. But if he yep. gets to three, then all of a sudden he keeps moving up that ladder, then he's going to be in and somebody is going to be out. Keep Wayne giving your Championship Sunday bowl prediction. We'll give you ours in case you didn't hear them, but we want to hear from you at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Be heard at a Freddie and Harry call in line. What is your Championship Sunday bowl prediction with Championship Sunday happening with the Ravens and Chiefs on one side and the 49ers and Lions on the other side? 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas on the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Our Sunday bowl predictions for NFL Championship Sunday. Harry, when it comes to Ravens, Chiefs, 49ers, Lions, his bowl prediction is that Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City will get sacked at least four times by the Baltimore Ravens defense. My bowl prediction, I stay in that game. I don't believe Lamar Jackson is going to have 50 yards rushing against that underrated but talented Kansas City Chiefs defense. Those are our bowl predictions. Like it, love it, hate it, can't stand it. But we want to hear from you at 888-729-3776. Your Championship Sunday bold prediction. She's one of our favorites. She's Kelly in Illinois. Kelly, hit it. Hello, Freddie and Harry. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Freddie. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. I say Lamar Jackson rushes for over 100 yards, and they win by three touchdowns. Wow. I like how Kelly I thinks. I know, right? Kelly, right? Up the, why, why do you feel that way? I love Lamar Jackson, too, but why do you feel that way? Because I want Lamar Jackson to win, that's why. And I want him to win, and I want the Detroit Lions to win. But you know what's going to happen and what I want to happen are not always the same. <laughs> <laughs> but, Kelly, at least we both, both want the same thing when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I want Lamar to show up and show mm, out. Yeah. I think this is a stage that he's going to be able to thrive own for the very first time and prove to a lot of people mm-hmm. that they were wrong about a young man that's from Florida. You and Kelly just want the Baltimore Ravens to be Kansas City. So we do not have to be subject to the swag surf that we saw in Kansas City during the first weekend against Miami Dolphins. Well, you know, they say great minds think alike. Me I and know. Kelly combined together great minds. But I know why. That was pitiful to the 25th power. <laughs> All that nod rhythm just in one circular motion in Kansas City. That was, they were having a good time. I'm not saying they weren't. But, man, oh, man, hit a dance lesson place, please. Well, let's just say a lot of people here in Atlanta that swag and surf uh, uh-huh. for a living, yeah. uh, we, wasn't, we weren't too happy about how it went down, but to each his own. Uh, yeah, to each their own. Don't ever do that again. Zach in <laughs> Houston, what is your championship Sunday bowl prediction, my friend? 
yo, what up, though? This is Zach D, baby. <laughs> and that's uh, for the Bay, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm the Frisco kid telling you that the 49ers are to do the damn thing, man. They're going to be running up and down, left, right, all day into the night. Zach. You forget that, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Sir. Forget Proceed. the game. Are you going to the Houston Rodeo in Houston in March? Are you going to the Rodeo? I haven't been yet, and I've been down here for some years, but my answer is yes. Okay. I, I, I got to get the, I gotta get there. Zach, I'll give Shannon your number. When I come down there, my cowboy boots and my cowboy hat and my belt buckle and all that good stuff and my dip in my mouth, we're going nice. to link up. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, we don't done it. We're going to do it hey, later. As long as you're not in your leopard skin boxers and your boots, then a grateful nation will be thankful. All my exes live in, in Texas. Texas. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you go down there singing Johnny Cash Hurt, they're going to be problems. <laughs> as much as I love that song, you can't sing that song down there. You Black Cowboy. It. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, come on now. Nothing wrong with that at all. Everybody, all, all your moms can love your babies to be cowboys as far as that goes. <laughs> the quarterback changer that's done the NFL more. Mahomes or Lamar? That's next with the Black Cowboys known as Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.